coming to you from the world of AV programming and control with James King. I'm Steve Greenblatt, and this is Ask the Programmer. Hey, James, I'm glad we're back for another session. Oh, always great to be back, Steve, and uh, look forward to having this discussion with you. As do I. And um, you and I were having a conversation, and you were talking about how you were shuffling between different priorities and and writing code and coming back and and um, it kind of brought up the idea of how, how do programmers balance working on different projects. So why don't um, I'll let you give a little bit of background as to your experience and I'm sure that we can uh, go from there and I have some some insight that I can share from my experience as well. Yeah, um, so the situation you were uh, referencing is um, I'm working on a pet project at work. It's one of those, when I have time, work on here and there. It's not a control system to per se, but I'm actually building a uh, my own management system where I'll track inventory and uh, have some other bells and whistles into it. And as I mentioned, it's a pet project. So it's one of those that side burn, like you work on here and there. And was working on it the other day and I'm like I don't even remember where I left off I had to like revisit my code to see which file had this uh function in it and change some things around so it took me like almost 15 minutes of my time just reviewing my code and the structure I was doing um before I even started to write any new code and I was then brought up to well I'm sure like third house programmers and even AV programmers are a lot of projects. How do you balance all of them? I, I um, definitely can relate to that. And I, I think it's a really good point because it's one of the things that I found is that programmers need a lot of concentration in what they're doing. And one of to that point, um, the, their ability to kind of think through get get in the zone, if you will, and and think through where they are, where they're going, and and how their code is going to connect down the road is pretty critical. Um, and and you know, part of the nature of AV is, is that the the programs and the systems are evolving. So what you work on now, you may have to come back and. And change, and we've talked about going back to to old code before. But but when you're developing, sometimes you need to almost like put a marker in your code. Um, one one of the things that I used to do is is just keep a document open, and just write down notes so that I can give myself a little bit of a uh, a roadmap or like leave some breadcrumbs, if you will, so that you can I can I can kind of get myself and see what I've done. And, and that should help me to understand where I'm going. And I would even put some questions in there or some things that I knew I had to do. Uh, and, and I would, I also uh, am always big at in saving backups. So I used to save lots of revisions and some of the, most of those revisions, quite honestly, were pre-releases. So they never actually got implemented, but they were partial programs. So that that's my experience, but I, but I, uh, how, how did you end up getting your, your project on track? Um, so 
besides reviewing my code for the first 15 minutes, um, one thing I started doing, this was a um, method I took from the Raspberry Pi project I worked on at home, because again, that was do at my own leisure, was um, I created a like a note file on my phone or which again, with my Mac, I can switch between my phone and my computer where I just start writing down like, okay, I need to do this. All right, here's a bug here. And almost like you were saying in your code, but mine's in a file instead of in the code, um, pointing out what still needs to be done and what might be an issue and what isn't an issue. And that seems to help me keep track. It's now just saying on top of that file. Yeah, I actually used to, take take those comments and put them into a document too so i think we're we're kind of on, on the same page with that um do you do you do anything with regard to um version control and and tracking or or you know, how, how do you save your backups um so i'm a little bad at that but i do save backups um but more of not like a version control but i date my backups so I'll do a backup. Like if I do it today, it'll be today's date. And then say I do another one next week or so, it'll be that date. So I have those whole directories backed up with different dates on them. So I know I can go back and not a true version, I would say. I got to get better at doing that. Yeah, it's... I think we've talked about that a little bit before, but that that could, that could be a real killer and and also i think the value of backups really come into play when you're writing code and something crashes in the middle and you're and you haven't done a save or you or you don't have something to fall back to or you get a corrupt file so for anybody out there listening please uh, take that time and save yourself the pain that many of us have gone through and i'm sure if you've experienced it you you're already coming up with some type of a system oh yeah i i remember i worked back when i was a student worker i was working on a system uh it was a class project and we actually implemented at work and i forgot to set up a backup on the database and wiped the machine that the debate database was on so i had to re-enter all the data again luckily like like i say it was a test system it was something i was building but I learned quickly, back up your database. Um, I had a teacher back in uh, when I was doing networking class who was pretty good at making sure students learn how to back up in real world situations. Um, the class was a, uh, we had to learn to program routers. So there was a rack in the back of the room. Every student had their own router and we're going through the class and program the router and he just mosey on around the class like a teacher normally does checking on things he goes to the back rack and pulls the power to the ups and he's like all right you got one minute to save your work and that you never seen somebody move so quickly to get it onto the router <laughs> that was pretty quick <laughs> absolutely there's nothing better than trial by fire and and honestly that's the type of experience or environment that we can be in, in AV programming in that, 
AV programming, a lot of times you're on a job site and that job site is under construction where you might have temporary power or you might have extension cords running across the floor that somebody could trip over or whatever um, other types of pitfalls that, that naturally occur on a job site where a programmer probably doesn't belong. Yeah, that's one thing I like about our environment where, yeah, we'll get on real job sites, like buildings being built. But I got to the, in the habit of I'll push equipment in our environment, like in my office. So it's now to the point where all the tech has to do, even if it's me, in the room is install and plug and turn on. Then there's like little to nothing the techs need to do because everything else is already loaded, ready to go. That's ideal. If you <laughs> and and you you have a the the the, the privilege and of being able to control your environment a little bit, being that yeah. you guys do in-house integration. So that's that's certainly a, a value there. Um, the you know, aside from what we were saying, you know, switching between uh, doing a, a program or putting it down and coming back some time ago, um, how difficult do you, do you find it to have to be kind of manage different projects simultaneously? Um, I, I find myself, I big picture management, I can probably handle it pretty well. But when you get into like making sure the nuts and bolts, those you really got to focus and really get down, making sure you are paying attention to all the details. Because as we mentioned, the small details, if they're not taken care of, they blow up in your face in the big time. Um, so it's really making sure you have the naming convention correctly and make sure you have all your documentation so you know when you go into the room what that room is doing especially in a college environment or even a, a corporate environment which i'm sure you find yourself into is not a room doing the same thing so we could have 14 rooms being built in a classroom as in the building as standard classrooms easy but we may have that one room that's a flex space but if I push a classroom code to that, it ain't going to work. Hmm. Absolutely. Um, the, 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 the other thing that, that comes to mind for me is ju just being able to uh, keep tabs on, on, you know, where, where things stand with regard to um, I'm at, you know, this stage in this project and this stage in another project. Um, a, a lot of times the, the, the need to troubleshoot, I would imagine when you're working in similar, especially in similar systems becomes that much more difficult because you may have fixed something in one room and realize that that same issue needs to be resolved in another room. Uh, so that beget, that begs to question, um, how, how do you manage like punch lists? Is there, do you have like a central place to document everything when, when it comes yeah, to stuff we like do, that? Yeah, we have a, um, a ticket system that we'll use. I'll use it heavily for uh, documenting that stuff. Or I'll create, if we're doing like a building, I'll create a, um, a spreadsheet, share with the techs and 
we just use that as a punch list that note everything that needs to be done and comments and then we go back and review that um but that actually brings into a, a, a question of mine with revisiting code when you're managing um projects is how do you as um in your field manage when you say you do a a function and then maybe you step away from that project and you come back to it even three weeks later but you learn a better way of doing that function how do you go back and make sure you apply that to what you already written without delaying yourself so sometimes you can do that and sometimes you can't and you know the and the best way to do it is write modular code so that you are creating either a, a library or an include file or a module that you can update and then bring that in at compile time so that your your change gets adopted but you have to be very careful because depending on the stage of a project uh, it's it may not be the 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 risk may not be worth the reward to start to change things if you're getting close to completion because anytime as we've discussed before you make a change you have to make sure that you didn't impact something else so it it does get a little tricky and uh, it, but but that's probably the best way of doing it is to write modular code that's a good uh, advice right there. Well, I think that's probably a good uh, place for us to wrap this one. But I, uh, I know that you and I have been gaining a lot of uh, insight from listeners, and we've been uh, really enjoying this project together. Um, one of the things that we look forward to is getting more comments and more input and feedback and, and uh, helping to drive the, the conversation here. So please... Uh, reach out to us and, and let us know what you think. And, and uh, let's, let's keep this conversation going because just to remind everyone that this is uh, really built to be able to create community and, and bridge the gap between programmers of, of all walks of life. And that's one of the reasons why I think the uh, conversations that we have are so valuable because we do come from very different backgrounds. Um, why don't you, uh, if you have any uh, closing thoughts um, and please share how, everyone can reach out to you. I think closing wise, you hit it pretty well. Um, we love to hear from our listeners. Uh, that's where we grow and we all learn from each other. So definitely provide us feedback and uh, help us grow this community. Um, you can find me on Twitter at AV underscore James King, LinkedIn, um, James King on there. I also write for the Higher Ed Digital Magazine. I, uh, I write the column IT and AV. And you can also find me on the weekly podcast of the AV Life. And for me, you can find me on social media at Steve Greenblatt. And you can also see some of my writings on uh, AV Network and also uh, host a State of Control on avnation.tv. So please check that out as well. And uh, we, we, this podcast uh, is available on all sorts of platforms. So we have it on Apple and Google, as well as on YouTube. Uh, comments, questions, ratings, reviews are welcome in all platforms. For That's a good place for us to wrap. And this has been Ask the Programmer.